0: Thank you all for being here today. I'm Elizabeth Badcock with the Department of Public Health and Environment, Denver's nationally accredited local public health agency. I really want to thank you all for being here. I'm very excited to bring everyone together to celebrate a big milestone for the city. So uh, let's give everybody a round of applause. Thank you all. I'd like to take a moment to recognize uh, city officials in attendance first. Thank you, Mayor Hancock, for your leadership on this crucial issue. I'd also like to recognize Jerry Tignano, the city's chief sustainability officer, as well as Bob McDonald, the director of public health and environment. And also any city council members in attendance. I see Councilwoman Kanish. Thank you. Uh, any other city council members in attendance? Wonderful. I'd also like to recognize Denver Public Health and Environment board members who are here today. Do we have any board members who are here? Great, okay, so thank you all for being here today. We really appreciate your time and your effort and your energy towards this really important issue for the city. Yesterday, Mayor Hancock announced our 80 by 50 climate action plan and set a course for Denver to continue to lead on climate action. A lot of you here today helped make this happen. Whether as a stakeholder advising the city or as a community member, providing input on how important climate action is to you. Thank you for your time and your voice. The Department of Public Health and Environment has been tracking Denver's greenhouse gas emissions since the 1990s. We have produced three climate action plans and an adaptation plan. However, in the last seven years, Denver has really emerged as a climate leader under Mayor Hancock. As a member of the climate mayors, he stood up and proclaimed that Denver is still in to meet the Paris Climate Accord. He's also joined the Global Covenant of Mayors for Climate and Energy, and we have just been recognized for meeting all of its commitments. Let's give a big round of applause for that. (laughs) Mayor Hancock has set some bold new targets for greenhouse gas emission reductions, transportation and mobility, and renewable energy. He continues to lead at a time when leadership on climate couldn't be more important. Mayor Hancock also recognizes that climate change isn't merely an environmental issue. It's a truly a public health and equity issue that affects our entire city. We need not look any further than the skies over the Rockies to see how climate change is affecting air quality here in Denver. We also know that the most vulnerable people in our community will be most affected by climate change, from extreme heat like we've seen this summer, to poor air quality due to increased wildfires and ozone. I want to personally thank Mayor Hancock for continuing to push his team to ensure that climate benefits like affordable clean energy and green jobs are available to everyone. We will keep working to deliver programs that support every community in Denver. And now it is my pleasure to introduce Mayor Michael B. Hancock.
1: Thank you, thank you all.
0: His financial statement is littered with fossil fuel lobbyists, real estate interests, and corporate banks. He's lying. He's really? always been lying.
1: Thank you, and, sir. Uh,
0: vote for Kavan
1: in 2019. Thank you, mean, thank you, David, thank you, thank you. We'll thank you. renewable? Thank you. Uh, have
2: a good day, sir. Thank you. you say, <laughs> even
1: even though we have uh, two
2: hundred fifty thousand dollars to kill the green roof
3: initiative. We want renewable energy. We need to start now, right now.
1: If That's what we're here for. Thank this, you. If
3: you're going to believe this politician who panders
2: to corporate interests and takes donations from wealthy developers, criminalizes
0: homelessness, then you've got to be just completely asinine. I'm sorry.
1: Thank if you. This man's a liar. Wow, wow, uh, wow. Thank you, thank you. We are seeing really the devolution of decency and the standards of. Appropriateness really fall particularly under the president wants to kill climate change. Our efforts to combat climate change, and so while we watch all that happen, we still believe in free speech here in Denver, Colorado. So thank you. We heard you. We heard you. Let me join Elizabeth and uh, uh, and the Department of Public Health and Environment in celebrating all of the people up here who've helped make us help make this happen and get us to this point today where we're ready to announce, not only say we want climate action and an 80 by 50 plan, but now have a climate action plan in which to help us to get there. And so I want to join her in thanking, of course, the leadership of uh, Bob Bob McDonald and Jerry Tiano, uh, Elizabeth, and of course we've got to thank Tom as well, Tom over there, Tom Hammond. Uh, We also want to thank the advisory committee that helped us get to this point. Uh, We have so many people to thank. Council members Robin Kanish, for example, one of our leading voices and advocates. Um, And then the the guidance of our board members in the community who helped us to arrive at this point. You know, as we have said, uh, in 2015, uh, we set out Denver Goal to reduce carbon emissions 80% by 2050. And a stakeholder process to help chart the path uh, that we would use to arrive at that destination. We set that goal because reducing carbon emissions is a must. Climate change threatens our people directly, putting our health, environment, and economy at risk. And while the White House has made it a show of stepping back on this issue, uh, it's important to know that we listened to the people of our city, we listened to our stakeholders, and Denver kept moving forward, and we will remain committed to that climate forward. So this is really important. We had a coalition of community groups that led by the Sierra Club, and I want to thank the Sierra Club. Uh, They came to the city and county of Denver uh, building to see how we could move forward with this commitment and make it happen here in Denver. This isn't just an environmental issue. In fact, when I ran for mayor, we said it from day one. We can't just be about um, one issue. We have to address the environment, we have to address climate uh, change, and we have to do address all of the broad issues that are impacted or impact those uh, critical issues. It's about health, it's about equity, as Liz appropriately pointed out, it's about community, and it's also a jobs issue. And so we took all that information and the science behind it and developed a pathway to get us to 80% reductions, uh, reduction by 2050. This plan shows that the tools to solve this generational challenge are available and affordable today. Technologies like wind. Solar and battery storage are cost competitive and market adoption continues to increase exponentially. And that leads to jobs, uh, lots of good paying jobs, by the way, and Denver leads Colorado today we're nearly 12,000 clean energy jobs right here in our great city. Our climate action uh, plan focuses on the areas that will get us the biggest greenhouse gas reductions for the largest sectors of emissions, buildings, transportation, and electricity gen- generation. Together, these three sources account for, get this, more than 90% of our core emissions. So we can control how we begin to reduce uh, our carbon emissions. By focusing in, we can together, every one of us, get further, faster, and see progress toward near and midterm climate goals. So let's be clear. There's a lot that needs to be done to get us there, uh, but we have a lot of momentum to build on as well. We have uh, the Energize Denver program that we can thank our Office of Sustainability and Denver Public Health and Environment for uh, moving forward. We have already achieved over 90% compliance in reducing energy costs uh, of our biggest buildings here in Denver, Colorado. That's excellent. That's worth a hand, y'all, to celebrate that. We have plans and funding today to build out electric vehicle charging stations throughout the city and are committed to reducing barriers for additional infrastructure. Have any of you seen the charging stations on the street? If you haven't, go to 14th. They are there. Um, It's exciting to see that. They're the wave of the future. We have citywide plans to make our streets more bikeable and walkable. We talked about that. We're celebrating that effort. And we were looking at additional transit options to get folks out of their cars and into efficient modes of transportation. We are leading, by example, with our own 100% renewable electricity goal for our own facilities. And I just leaned over to Murphy Robinson, and he said, you know you got a lot of work to do. Uh, (laughs) When we're starting with the National Western Center, we get to start from scratch with that facility, and we are pursuing, I want you to know that we are pursuing a net zero energy for its campus, a microgrid for its district energy system, and innovative waste heat recovery systems. That's going to be groundbreaking. (laughs) Just recently, not too long ago, we were in New York where we learned from the Bloom, Bloomberg group that Denver uh, was, one of the, was one of the groups that are on the cutting edge of air pollution technology. Uh, the goal is to create and inform better policies and decisions using environment, health, and economic uh, data. And so we were chosen as one of their leading cities to receive a grant from Bloomberg to help us measure our air quality throughout the city of Denver. So we, inc- again, congratulate DDPH uh, for their tremendous ddphe for their tremendous effort there at the same time we must ensure equity and I want to thank Elizabeth for celebrating that point point. Uh, and access to the benefits of climate action this cannot be seen as just a middle high income or non uh, non-diverse uh, issue uh, we can't just have um, people who don't look like the entire community show up and say this is important we need to have a diversity of our community show up and say this is important to everyone and in, in including those who are challenged on the economic margins of the city from reduced utility bills uh, from energy efficiency and new renewable energy programs to lower operational costs for electric vehicles my goal it would be to see Uh, everyone be able to afford access to electric vehicles in the city of Denver. That will make a tremendous impact uh, on our carbon emissions, especially for those residents and communities who may historically have been excluded uh, but will be a central part of Denver's climate programs. Today, we are working with partners, all of the folks up here, uh, to build charging stations, to subsidize electric vehicle car sharing memberships for low-income people. We're also working to increase the amount of community solar garden capacity that is available for low income subscribers. These are just a few steps we are taking today to ensure everyone can benefit. Our 80 by 50 climate plan uh, sets the stage for more actions like these, and we will get there the same way we arrived today, with input from stakeholders and the community, a commitment to equity, and a bold vision for the future of clean energy here in Denver. So by working together, we can protect our only home for our children and for our future generations. So again, let me thank everyone up here, all of our partners who are out there, some who are not here for helping Denver to arrive at this pinnacle moment. I'll turn it back over to you, Elizabeth.
0: Thank you, Mayor Hancock. Uh, We really appreciate your leadership on this issue. Now it's my pleasure to introduce Jeff Sue, Executive Director of Mile High Connects. All right.
3: Thank you, Liz, and thank you, everyone. Am I close enough to this? Okay. Um, I want to congratulate Mayor Hancock, City of Denver, uh, on the release of this Denver's 80 by 50 plan. Um, I was part of the stakeholder advisory group, and I know how much time, effort, sweat, and thought went into just the meetings I was part of, so I know how much work went into this, this entire plan. So I'm speaking here today as the director of uh, Mile High Connects, and I'm representing 23 organizations. Is this better? Yeah. Okay. Um, rep- I'm here as executive director of Mile High Connects. and I'm representing a collaborative of 23 different organizations. Uh, This includes grassroots community organizations, philanthropic organizations, and financial institutions. And we all work in strategic collaboration to advance racial equity, health equity, climate equity, and economic equity in the Denver metro region. And we do this by ensuring that all residents have access to affordable transit, affordable housing, and economic opportunity. So Denver's 80 by 50 plan shows tremendous leadership on climate action for this region, for the city, for the state, and nationally at a time where we really need it most. And in particular, we at Mile High Connects really want to celebrate the plan's equity focus to climate action. Mile High Connects and Denver have a long history of partnership on equity, and this partnership is already recognized nationally. Denver was selected as one of six cities to be part of the National Strong, Prosperous, and Resilient Community Challenge Initiative. This is a $90 million initiative that focuses on the intersection of racial equity, health equity, and climate resilience and Mile High Connects is overseeing it here in Denver. So we look forward to continuing our partnership with the City of Denver, particularly through the Denver's Equity Platform and the Racial and Social Justice Initiative announced just yesterday. We commend the plan that it really recognizes that climate change impacts our low-income communities first and impacts them hardest. So it recognizes that in Denver, there are over two times more asthma-related emergency room visits in low-income communities. And this will only get worse with increased heat, increased ozone levels, and increased smoke from forest fires. And most importantly, it recognizes that families that are already spending more than 50% of their income on housing and transportation cannot afford any more increases on their energy bill as we make this shift to renewable energy. Furthermore, the 80 by 50 plan really goes beyond just goals and plans for CO2 emissions. But we really want to commend it for tackling the difficult intersection of climate action with health equity, housing, and mobility. And we're excited to continue to partner with the city to implement meaningful actions. I want to discuss just one example of these intersections today that we're working on right now, today, and over the next couple weeks, over the next couple months. We all know that as the cost of housing in Denver increases and low-income communities are being pushed further out of the city, that we need to ensure continued access to affordable, accessible, and efficient public transit. Without this, these families will be uh, forced to own a car, further burdening their monthly budget, and we know that each additional car on the road increases our congestion and adds 6.5 tons of greenhouse gases annually. So for the past four years, Mile High Connects has been working with the City of Denver, with RTD, and other partners on implementing a low-income transit fare, and right now we have a chance to get this done. In September, the RTD board will be voting on a set of recommendations uh, from the past program working group that includes a 40% discount for all families at 185% or below the federal poverty level. Over the next two weeks, RTD is hosting a series of public meetings all over the region uh, to get input on these recommendations. So, We really want to thank the mayor on his support of these recommendations. He knows that implementing this program has not only reduced greenhouse gas emissions, but will ensure that low-income families have access to their jobs, they'll be able to get to their doctor's appointments and be able to get their kids to school to thrive. So we hope all everyone in the room, everyone represented here will join Wild High Connects and the City of Denver and urge the RTD board to accept the recommendations that was the uh, outcome of a year-long process of the past program working group and make sure that it includes this low-income fare. So thank you again for the chance to speak today. Uh, Denver's 80 by 50 plan really recognizes these crucial connections between climate action, equity, affordable transit, and affordable housing, and we look forward to continuing to partner with the city to ensure that climate action benefits all residents of Denver. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Jeff. Really appreciate all the work that you and Mile High Connects are doing. Denver should be very proud to be one of the six locations nationally that has a uh, SPARC project, the Strong, Prosperous, and Resilient Communities Challenge. It's wonderful that it's here in Denver. Thank you. Um, I'd like to introduce Brenna St. Ange, the Executive Director of the Alliance Center, whose mission is to bring people together to create a world where our communities are inclusive, our democracy is strong, our economy thrives, and our planet is healthy. Welcome, Brenna.
2: Thank you, Liz, and thank you, Mayor Hancock, and thank all of you for being here today. The health of our planet is the defining challenge of our lifetime, whether it's expressed through human health, biodiversity loss, mass migration of millions of refugees, gridlock traffic during your morning commute, or disproportionate impacts on our most vulnerable populations. And even with all of this, I am hopeful. I am hopeful because I see leaders at the local level, like Mayor Hancock, setting goals for 100% renewable electricity for the city of Denver by 2030. And the mayor and his team did not stop there. They've also put forth the 80 by 50 climate action plan with specific strategies to reach our collective goals. I am hopeful because I see people everywhere from all walks of life waking up and getting engaged. I am hopeful because I have the honor of spending my days with 50 amazing organizations that call the Alliance Center home that are working together to drive systems change. We can and we must get engaged to not only support the work of our leaders, but also continually push them to reach higher. We can and we must get informed because an informed and engaged community leads to a healthy democracy. And that leads to a healthy planet. We must also recognize how the health of our environment directly impacts the health of our communities and the health of our economies. And Denver's population is increasing by the day. And while the majority of our city is flourishing, it's up to us to ensure that this growth and development is done the right way. Because the built environment in Denver alone accounts for 57% of greenhouse gas emissions. So since our founding, the Alliance Center has explored ways to reduce the building sector's contribution to greenhouse gas emissions, serving as a model for high-performance building innovation. Our historic building is an award-winning facility with an ENERGY STAR certification score of 96. We received the Denver Mayor's Design Award and were the local project showcase for the Department of Energy's Better Business Challenge, as well as a key key case study in Energize Denver. And I know that if we work together, we can transform the built environment through the ingenuity of the government programs I just mentioned, paired with cutting-edge technological advancements and multi-stakeholder collaboration. For example, falling prices and improving technologies in renewable generation and energy storage have the potential to change the entire paradigm for how we generate, transmit, and use power. The current electrical grid in the United States was adopted at the turn of the 20th century, when energy realities were much different than they are today. And this grid operates off alternating current, which actually requires conversion to direct current to power modern technologies like TVs, flat screens, monitors, computers, and phones, just to name a few. Solar panels and batteries, they also operate off direct current. In fact, the United States Department of Energy predicts that by 2030, the year that Denver will have 100% renewable electricity, will require 80% 80 of all electricity in the United States to be converted from alternating current to direct current to operate. And that is a lot of inefficiencies. So that's why we're exploring the first retrofit of an existing building to become a direct current powered microgrid. Utilizing on-site solar and battery storage to test just how much energy can be saved by avoiding the inefficiency of converting alternating current to direct current in commercial buildings. We're using our building as a learning living laboratory to help answer the important questions that still exist with direct current systems. Our goal is to reduce barriers to entry, helping create a replication model for other buildings to do the same, ultimately reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the built environment. And while transforming the built environment is essential to achieving our sustainability goals, strategic collaboration is also fundamental to driving climate action. It will take deep engagement from all sectors, business, nonprofit, government, academia, community leaders, and grassroots organizers to drive the strategy put forth in the 80 by 50 Climate Action Plan. And in the spirit of this collaboration the Alliance Center is leading the Best for Colorado program starting in October to harness the power of our business community and use them for a force for good to achieve our climate goals. The Alliance Center is also working with the Department of Public Health and the Environment to put forth another round of stakeholder engagement this fall to provide a platform to hear from our community and educate them on the 80 by 50 strategy and actions and policies needed to achieve our biggest climate goals together. And this collaboration, well, it must be inclusive as well. You've already heard this morning, but I do wanna reiterate that our most vulnerable populations are seldom at the table during the planning and they repeatedly feel the negative effects of climate change first. So the Alliance Center is dedicated to changing the paradigm of the sustainability industry to truly represent the unique demographics in our communities and to be very intentional with working with underrepresented populations to create solutions with them, not for them. And this is essential to truly achieving an equitable, inclusive and sustainable future, a world we all want. And this world is changing at such a rapid rate that the solutions we dreamed about only years ago are coming to life all across the planet today. And I know that the daily news alerts can make you wanna tune out and crawl under your covers. But our children are counting on us, each and every one of us, to make a bold commitment to be part of the solution. get informed, to get engaged, and to get out of our bubbles, to connect with others who are not like you. Because the challenges we face today are existential to our very survival. And now is the time you must come together in deep solidarity to co-create solutions for the 21st century and beyond. Thank you to Denver for leading the way. And thank you to Mayor Hancock for your deep commitment to climate action and for your sense to believe in and stand with science. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Brenna. Very powerful words. Thank you to to Jeff and to Brenna. Thank you, Mayor Hancock. Thank you to all of our community, our stakeholders, to the Sierra Club to our friends across Denver who have come together to support our work to address climate change and I also want to give a special shout out specifically to the staff who have helped put this plan together who worked over two years pulling together all of the meetings all of the technical analysis all of the work behind this I see several folks in the audience here Katrina Tom Greg there's lots of other folks out here Aubrey I know Uh, There's other staff in the room today. I want to thank all of you because you were a critical part of making this happen. We couldn't do it without you. Thanks to everyone for being here today, and let's go get it done. Thanks.